Welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfit. I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Today, I want to ask the question of why are we still not utilizing technicians? I want to dive into this because obviously this, this particular topic, I feel like has been overkilled, but it's actually really important and continues to be a really important actual topic in veterinary medicine. And in fact, I really want to give out huge kudos to the American Animal Hospital Association. They recently released the 2023 AHA Technician Utilization Guidelines. This is very important because AHA is a big business and they paired with a lot of veterinary technicians, a couple of veterinarians, and they basically made a stance on stating what does technician utilization mean, how is it defined, and how can we improve upon it? Well, let's dive into some of those guidelines and also just some really good best practices in your own hospital because again, while it seems great to just say utilize your technicians, I think we need to start with the first point. The first point is this, many people don't even know what a veterinary technician is. Yep. I'm going to say it. It's not just here in the United States. It's pretty much worldwide that when you say either veterinary nurse or veterinary technician, people don't understand what that means. And across the board in most of our countries, there's the ability to do on-the-job training. Now, it's interesting because there's still a lot of people who say the following things to me. I know plenty of on-the-job trained people who can actually outwork, outsmart, outbetter any credentialed vet tech. And unfortunately, when we use statements like that, I can shoot back and say, I know plenty of veterinary technicians that can outsmart, outwork, and have better knowledge than veterinarians. In fact, to be perfectly honest, I know so many that should be veterinarians, and so many veterinarians who should not be. So that old rhetoric of, oh, well, my on-the-job trained veterinary technicians, and we put bunny ears around that because they are veterinary assistants, can be just as good as veterinary technicians well then, what's the point of a veterinarian degree if we don't actually put any sort of ownership or any sort of weight on education? When we don't care about education, what we're saying is we don't think it's worth it. And I would say that in medical knowledge, in veterinary medical knowledge, having education is pretty important. If we didn't believe that, well then, why did we start doing veterinary degrees? Because the reality is, is in the 1800s, there really weren't any veterinary degrees. It was whoever wanted to work on your livestock or cattle. It might be a human medicine doctor. They just came over and they tried a bunch of stuff. So we learned that in order to prove veterinary, improve veterinary care, we needed to go ahead and deal with education. And that's true with veterinary technology as well. So when you say to me, oh, anybody can do this job, you're devaluing across the board any type of education. And let me be very clear. I want to just make the following statement because those who have listened to my past podcasts will, will know this already. But if you've not listened to my past podcast, let me be very, very clear. If you're on the job trained, if you are a vet assistant, I appreciate you. I want you to have a clear career path, just like veterinary technology. In order to do that, we have to differentiate those who went to school and those who did not. And I have had some amazing opportunity to work with some really kick-ass, on-the-job trained veterinary assistants. But toe-to-toe, -to -toe, they are very different than veterinary technicians. For example, one of my very first jobs was at a general practice, and I became the manager of this hospital, and the owner would occasionally bring me people that were very nice and lovely, 
and they liked animals. I was brought, you know, someone from uh, being a waiter to someone being a bank teller to someone who worked in the auto mechanics store in the town. They would come to me and they would say, hey, we found so-and-so. They're really nice. Can you train them to be a quote-unquote veterinary technician? So whenever I was faced with someone who had zero veterinary knowledge, I would train them. I would give my knowledge away for free. You know, my employer, I guess, technically was paying me to do so. I would happily train the individual. But it was hard. It was very difficult. And very few of them ever gained the knowledge and the skill that I had. Then, when occasionally we would get somebody in that had just graduated from an AVMA accredited school, and they were hired onto the hospital, training them was so much easier. They came in with anatomy and physiology. They understood the why behind things. They understood the difference between crystalloids versus colloids. And so, yes, while eventually the on-the-job trained individual might have better than or equal skill of the veterinary technician, most of them do not understand the why. In fact, I appreciated so many people when I when I talked about the subject probably over a year ago, um, I, I had so many on-the-job trained veterinary assistants reach out and say that they went back to school and started learning the why and then understood and appreciated why it was important to have an education. So first and foremost, when we talk about technician utilization, we can't even get it right when we don't even understand the difference. When we have doctors or veterinary technicians, yes, credentialed veterinary technicians who are undermining education, we can't understand utilization if we can't even understand the difference between a vet assistant and a veterinary technician. That's always going to be a continued issue in this country or in any country where we don't have title protection and scope of practice. So this is a very hard thing that we need to solve in order to get technician utilization correct. So why is it important for us to understand and really understand the importance of credentialed vet techs and separate them out from veterinary assistants? And the reason being is because credentialed vet techs come in with a baseline knowledge, just like veterinarians do. And listen, as I previously mentioned, there are some really great doctors and there are some not so great doctors in this world, just like there are some great credentialed vet techs and some not so great vet techs. That's true in every in industry. There's some really great chemical engineers and then there's some who are not. There are some great lawyers and there's some really bad lawyers. It's just the way it goes in any industry. But when you have education, it sets a baseline knowledge and a baseline set of skills. This is really important because what this does is cause trust to happen. Now, one of the issues and one of the roadblocks to technician utilization is I hear a lot of doctors saying, well, I don't trust their knowledge. And the reason why they don't trust their knowledge is because they have worked with individuals who have zero knowledge to people who have some baseline knowledge. When we don't even know what knowledge that person has, it makes it become really hard for us to trust. So this plays into technician utilization when our doctors can't even trust the knowledge or the skill set that we have because, well, it varies so much. We might be working in a state or in a country where they don't care about credentialing, like literally don't care at all. And then we have some states where they're trying to care, but people keep overmining or undermining it and circumventing it. And, you know, unfortunately making up their own rules in the hospitals, despite the state legislation that has already passed and clearly states that this is what credentialed vet techs do and this is what veterinary assistants do. As such, doctors have a hard time trusting the entire profession and it continues to be an issue. Doctors, listen up. If you do have a credentialed veterinary technician in your hospital, you need to just learn to trust them 
you have to ensure that you allow them to do what they were trained to do. This is very true even when you have a brand new doctor coming into your hospital. Maybe that brand new doc doctor has only done 10 spays in their life, but they're at the brand new hospital and we're going to trust that they're going to ask for help when they need it. They're going to make sure that if something happens, you are aware, and all of those things are really important. We don't micromanage doctors coming out of school to the degree that we micromanage veterinary technicians. So this all comes into play. It's kind of like this linear or maybe even circular cycle of toxicity when we talk about technician utilization. On surface, just utilize your technicians, right? On a subsurface, well, we don't trust them because we don't even know what they can or can't do. Oh, and by the way, we don't even understand what a veterinary technician is. So this continues to be a problem that plagues the entire industry and as such puts patient care and client care behind. So what does utilization really mean? If we said just utilize your veterinary technician staff, what does that really mean? Well, the reality is, is most of you have no idea because some of it's embedded in a scope of practice law within your state and some of you have never looked at the scope of practice law within your state. We know largely veterinary technology is a degree of things that you can't do. Right? So probably the most interesting way to describe your role is things you can't do. You cannot do surgery, you cannot prescribe, you cannot diagnose, you can't do those things, right? Like those largely is what we can't do in the industry. But then there's a whole bunch of things we can do because what we can do is so much larger. And so can you place chest tubes in some states? Yes. In some states, no. Can you do epidurals in some states? Yes. In some states, no. Can you do suturing techniques? In most states, absolutely, yes. Can you do blocks? Can you do, you know, uh, feeding tube placements? Can you go ahead and unblock cats? What does this look like in your state? So first and foremost, before you understand what technician utilization is, you need to understand what can my technicians actually do? And probably the answer will surprise you because if you're a doctor or a practice manager listening to some of the things that I just described, you're like, no way, technicians can't do those. And I can assure you that in many states they can. I personally have done thoracocentesis, abdominocentesis, AFAST and TFAST, nasal lines, chest tube places, unblocking cats. All of these things I have the ability to do within my state and within my scope of practice. Now, this is true in most of our other states. So I would encourage you first and foremost, what, does, what defines technician utilization is state by state or country by country. What can technicians do? Figure that out. That's really important. And you're going to be shocked at what they can do. Now, why is it important to actually utilize technicians? Well, according to AHA credentialed veterinary technicians, cite a lack of utilization as one of the top reasons to actually get out of this profession, along with burnout and decreased job satisfaction. One of the greatest things about educating yourself is that you get reinvigorated. This is true if you are a veterinary assistant as well. If you have had this amazing opportunity to go to continuing education, whether it be online or in person, you feel so much better at the end of that continuing education because your brain is used in a way that it wasn't before. And so challenging our brains and constantly challenging ourselves in this profession is important. Proper utilization is crucial 
for optimizing team efficiency. And what they have found is that proper utilization actually increases revenue to the veterinary hospital, which is crazy. According to AHA, it can the average revenue increase of 36% if you actually allowed credentialed veterinary technicians to do everything that they could do. And think about it. You know, obviously I'm biased. I'm a veterinary technician specialist in emergency critical care, so I'm very biased towards emergency medicine. So some of the skills I was was just listing off, very much emergency focused. But I want you to take, you know, full utilization and put that into general practice. Some of the things that I'm seeing, even from big corporations, is technician-only appointments. Yes. I want technicians, if they have the ability to give vaccines, to go ahead and give vaccines. And I understand some of your states do not allow your veterinary technicians to vaccinate. But then go ahead and allow them to be fully utilized. Advertise to your clientele what a veterinary technician is. We just had Veterinary Technician Week not long ago here in 2023 in the United States. And I know a lot of you celebrate around the world, whether it be a day or a week. We have these moments to celebrate veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses. This is our time to educate the public as well. When we say registered nurse from a human counterpart, Obviously, everybody knows what that is. My mom was an RN. I had no problems describing to people what she did. I say, oh, my mom is an RN. She's a director of nursing. Everyone go, oh, okay. But when they say, what is a veterinary technician? gets very muddled. And the general public doesn't understand what we do because, again, they see us just holding and restraining in exam rooms. The reality is, is what does an RN do? Well, they do actually a lot of what we do and maybe obviously prescribe drugs and things like that that we don't do. However, who sees you as soon as you walk in the door of doing, say, your annual exam? A registered nurse or a physician assistant. There's no reason why a veterinary technician can't do an initial physical exam. Take down any concerns. Make sure that we streamline the process. Then talk to the doctor and the doctor can come do a very quick secondary exam, making sure that we escalate the heart and the lungs, that we build that client-patient relationship, and then say, you know what? Technician Amy Newfield said X, Y, and Z. Why don't we dive into that? making sure that we elevate the conversations we have with our clientele to truly have them understand that veterinary technicians and veterinary assistants are key components of the team is really important. Now, let me be very clear. I play quite equally when it comes to veterinary assistants. Veterinary assistants should also have a scope of practice. Again, I want to see veterinary assistants having a true career path. And when we talk about technician utilization, on the flip side of that is also veterinary assistant utilization. We have to figure out what that is in every single state. But largely, it is probably most of what a vet tech does, but maybe certain skills or certain skill sets are not applicable to a vet and assistant. For example, some states, they can't induce anesthesia. They might not be able to go ahead and place an IV catheter, things like that. And so we want to utilize our veterinary assistants primarily because they are a valued member of the team. We cannot work without veterinary assistants anywhere pretty much in the world. So we need to utilize them just as much as our veterinary technicians, but within their own scope of practice. Now, this is where it gets really confusing, because if we are in a state or in a country where we don't really care that much about someone who's gone to school versus someone who has not gone to school, and now in our own tiny little hospital or in our big corporation, we decide to separate and segregate out the two groups, 
well, this gets really tricky because veterinary assistants will say, well, I can just go down the road and do all of these things. But at this practice, you don't allow me to do these things, even though I'm allowed to do these things in this state or in this country. And that's where utilization gets really tricky. So in order to go ahead and combat some of the struggles and the issues that we have, honestly, state legislation and country laws and, you know, all of those things need to change. And listen, let's be real. Nobody's government system is easy. Nobody's government system to change laws is, is the perfect one. And so it is literally jumping through hoops and years of bureaucracy in order to actually push through any legislation. But it's important that we do that. And I know plenty of great veterinary technicians and even doctors who are pushing things forward and truly trying to utilize veterinary technicians as well as creating career paths for veterinary assistants. On the flip side of that, hey doctors, I know there's plenty of you who don't care about education and therefore you don't really care about the care of your pet patients or the, the clientele. One of the things that I've often said that would actually push the entire veterinary technology and vet nurse profession way forward is if we could take out a Super Bowl ad. I want you to envision this. Super Bowl ads are ridiculously expensive, so I don't think anyone can afford to do this. But if you're a billionaire and you're listening to this and you want to drop some money on a Super Bowl ad for this profession, that would be amazing. And all you need to do is have probably a 30 second or less ad that said, who's monitoring your patient's anesthesia? And then I want you to envision all of a sudden someone who has a high school diploma, they just graduated and they're sitting there and they have no idea what they're doing and they're monitoring the pet's anesthesia or somebody who has graduated from college who's monitoring a pet's anesthesia. I promise you if the general public understood what credentialed versus not credentialed veterinary technicians mean, they would be more likely to ask for a credentialed veterinary technician upon entering your veterinary hospital. That is just the reality. And for veterinarians who are pushing against credentialed veterinary technician who are actually pushing legislation so it means nothing to actually get a degree and create, you know, basically on-the-job trained certificate programs, shame on you. Because honestly, I feel like to some level, you don't care about your clients. Would you want somebody who has just graduated out of high school, who just, they really love animals, monitoring your own pet's anesthesia? Probably not. And again, let me be clear, on-the-job trained people, I love you. You can learn. You can get to the level of veterinary technicians. It just takes a lot longer because you didn't go to school, and that is just the reality. So technician utilization is very complex, and it starts with a multifaceted approach. We have to start in our own hospitals and value education. We also have to fully utilize technicians. In order to do that, we have to understand what full utilization means. We have to start now reworking how we do workflow processes. Is there something I can streamline where I can utilize my veterinary technicians more so that I, as a doctor, can go in and do more surgeries or see more appointments or whatever that looks like? How can I utilize my staff to the fullest so basically I can make way more money? Because that's what full utilization does. Full utilization also challenges people's brains and that leads to less burnout and less turnover because that's what we're designed to do. Imagine if you were a doctor and you walked into a hospital and the first year someone said to you, well, I don't trust you. I know you have a doctor degree, but you know what? We're not going to let you do any surgeries or really diagnose anything for at least six months to a year. And we're going to need you to prove yourself before we actually allow you to be a doctor. Because that's how a lot of credentialed veterinary technicians feel. 
And I get a lot of emails, I see a lot on social media of people saying, I don't even know why I got a degree because they don't care and they don't let me do the things I was trained to do. So technician utilization is big. It's also super important for this profession. And if you are someone who's not being utilized, here's my best advice for you. I want you to advocate for yourself. I want you to say, hey, I was trained to do these things in school and I've noticed I've not been allowed to do them here. Can I ask why? And if ultimately they say they don't trust you or you have to prove yourself or anything like that, here's the greatest thing about veterinary medicine. Everyone is short staffed all the time. I don't remember a time in veterinary medicine where we weren't short staffed. Now there's peaks and waves. Basically you might be a little short staffed or you might be a lot of short staffed. But if you're unhappy in your place of employment, leave, but be very nice when you decide to depart. Just say, hey, I don't think this is for me. I'm going to go try out a different hospital. And if you leave on good terms, guess what? They're still going to be short-staffed and they can take you right back. Find a hospital that really values you. This is so important to the success of not only your career, but also your happiness. So what is my call to action? One, I want you to check out the AHA guidelines. Absolutely Google A-A-H-A. So again, um, just go ahead and Google that technician utilization guidelines 2023. They're going to pop up. They're pretty popular right now. People are reading them. Secondly, I want you to recognize that unfortunately, a lot of times you're not utilizing your staff because you don't even know what they can do. And you didn't even know there was a difference between credentialed versus not credentialed. So recognizing they can do things from telehealth to teletriage to all the cool techniques that I just talked about to anesthetic procedures. All of these things are really important to understanding what your staff can do. And now start utilizing them. Start looking at your workflow and figuring out how you can actually utilize them more and put some trust in them to get the job done because they can absolutely do it. So I want you to envision a life in the veterinary hospital where technicians are utilized fully. In the middle of a crazy workday at a general practice, a blocked cat shows up. He's a six-year-old male neutered domestic short hair and he's crying. We all know that cat cry of a blocked cat. And he's looking at his poor little penis. And he's saying, I can't pee. That's what he's saying in the carrier. His owner says, I think he's constipated. He's going in and out of the litter box. And I think he's constipated. In your head, you're like, nope, he can't pee. So sure enough, you bring this orange boy back and you assess, because you're a veterinary technician, his bladder is gigantic. And you express concern to your doctor. And your doctor looks at you and says, oh my gosh, I still have three more surgeries this afternoon. I've got a full appointment schedule. There's absolutely do not have time for this blocked cat. To which your veterinary veterinarian says to you, oh wait, but you're a credential veterinary technician. Can you just go ahead and unblock this cat for me? To which you say, not a problem at all, doctor. Sounds great. So another credential veterinary technician comes up with an amazing anesthesia plan, runs it by the doctor. The doctor goes, yes, I approve all of those drugs and absolutely all of those doses. Go ahead and do it. And with that, the doctor walks away. Two veterinary technicians, one monitoring the anesthesia, the other one unblocking the cap, go ahead and perform this procedure. And at the end, they report back to the doctor and say, hey, 
just wanted to let you know that Fluffy the cat is now unblocked. The veterinarian goes, oh, that's so amazing. Can you write everything up? I'll go ahead and write the treatment notes and everything. I'll come over and take a look. Great, fantastic. That's what full utilization is. We need to be able to utilize our technicians not only to alleviate the stress of our doctors who are at an all-time burnout high, but also to decrease the stress of the veterinary technicians. They do more than just hold puppies and kittens. They actually do a whole lot more. And they're trained and schooled to do amazing, epic-level things. And when we utilize veterinary technicians, everybody wins. The client and pet win because they get immediate care and attention. The doctor wins because they don't get burned out and try to figure out how they're going to manage this. Everybody wins and the technician wins because they feel valued. They help save that cat's life because they unblocked it. Male urinary catheterization is something that, again, credentialed veterinary technicians are trained to do, but yet are very rarely able to do because doctors are like, I don't know who you are and I don't trust you. Listen. I've seen plenty of doctors not be able to unblock cats. It's a hot mess. So we have to learn to trust our team. I hope that you are challenged by this and looking at your own scoop of practice, determining you know how you can shake things up in your own hospital, maybe coming up with technician-only appointments, really educating the clientele, and really elevating the level of care that your veterinary technicians can provide at your hospital. Thank you for all that you do. Keep on being a unicorn. And please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com.